Okay, Brent, recently, I'm not even sure when it was, what episode you had brought up bucket list items. Oh, that was episode 250, the all-death episode. Oh, wow, is that that far back? Have we been, I thought this was recent. Have we been continuing on this conversation, though, as well? Did uh, you ever I mention it up every now and then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought of one. That's that's good. Because I thought of one the other day, and I was like, oh, I like on the spot, it's hard to think of it, but I thought of one that totally just uh, appeared to me in a vision, and that vision was YouTube. And that YouTube... Oh, okay just showed a concert happening an event afterwards and i thought oh my god this is something I would, i've always wanted to do and i don't know why mm-hmm. smash a guitar on stage <laughs> really? i don't know why i want to do that they are uh-huh. beautifully handcrafted instruments you know mm-hmm. I, I love guitars i don't know why you really want to smash one but god damn it looks fun and people go wild for it in concerts oh damn yeah yeah i guess that's true but you have to be like a really good band to be able to do that, right? Like, oh, you got to make sure. <laughs> it's not part of that. It seems like a lot of work, Brent. <laughs> Too much pressure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like uh, you got to make sure that you're a successful enough band to where you can have either a sponsorship by other, or like by guitar uh, manufacturers. Right. Or you just have like a bunch of them. You just own a bunch and, you know, the next night you, right. you've got a guitar to play. Yeah, I guess... I only have one guitar now. Yeah, I don't want to smash that one. Mm-hmm. And you, you definitely need to have like a, a replenishment, especially if you're on tour and you got to smash one every night. Yeah, that's, that's a lot true. of guitars. What if you like played a song or whatever? You took that guitar off, and then you had somebody bring you a guitar that was made for smashing. You know? Oh, it's like built to be like to break apart in a special way, or yeah, it's made out or of just like didn't matter like sugar glass or whatever oh, yeah. like windows and movies mm-hmm. you just like smash it and then we're like mm, sugar <laughs> <laughs> what if you and i started a band okay. and we got on stage and everybody immediately just destroyed their own instruments and at the very last moment we look around you go up to the mic and you just say twasn't but me <laughs> listen to those outtakes guys you gotta listen to those <laughs> twas but us <laughs> It's only funny to us now. Like, no one's going to, like, listen to the full length of the episode, hear the outtakes, and then be the, like, well, I got to go back and re listen to it in the context. The problem is with our with our format of this outtakes first that we throw on the end of the thing, any type of joke that I immediately try to come up with is going to reference something right there. And I realized only at the very end when I was doing my punchline that I was like, oh, we haven't talked about this yet. Oops. But then I'm already in there. So anyway... This is a new band we're going to start. It's going to be great. It's going to be only Shaggy covers. Only. Mm-hmm. But we don't have any instruments to play because we're going to smash them with bits. Uh, uh, I played in a band in uh, like 2003-ish, and uh, we went to this little like rinky-dink place in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, and it was on like a Friday night or whatever. And it's it as was cool as it sounds. This is cool as it fucking sounds. Yeah. Dude. Um, it was like pretty much straight edge. They didn't sell alcohol or anything, but Ooh. it was like a small venue that uh, bands could come through and play. And then nice. like young people could go to a, a safe place and like eat nachos and like watch a band play or whatever. So that that aspect of it was kind of cool. But the band that was playing before we went on, they were younger people. They were like in probably high school or whatever, like maybe uh, juniors or whatever. Mm hmm. And they were playing in this band, and there were three of them. There was a, a drummer, uh, a bass player, and a keyboardist. And hmm. the sound guy 
um, we were talking to him as that band was playing, and he was like a cool dude or whatever. He was like, yeah, this band, um, I they didn't have any like any way to mic their stuff, so I had to run home and grab these microphones real quick mm. and come back and, and set this all up, but whatever. And he wasn't mad about it, but it was just like, you know, one of those things he didn't think about. Yeah. And uh, so this band gets done playing, and they're standing there to like, and there's hardly anyone there, and the band gets done playing, and you can almost see in their heads <laughs> counting down one, two, three, and they, they start like smashing their shit with his microphones on there, <gasps> and he he was he was pretty heated. Oh like, my god! Yeah, like the the kid knocked the keyboard over, but it wasn't in like a rageful way. It was just like eh. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like a cat. It's like if you were knocking a roll of toilet paper off of your counter, you know, like that. And uh, but yeah, so that that uh, he didn't care for that too much. I imagine microphones yeah. are expensive. God, they are. They are. Sometimes I punch this Yeti mic that I record in, and I'm just like, "Are you okay?" Like I have a conversation <laughs> yeah, with you it, do. about the. It's like if it's for a bit for the show. Um, I'm it's, sorry, it's honey. not you. It's not you. It's you know, obviously, it's it's me. It's a it's a me problem. I won't I won't do it again. Brent. I won't do it again. Then the next weekend. Oh God! Mm-hmm. You just did it again. You have a problem. <laughs> you, have a, <laughs> you have a microphone beating problem. That's right. I beat the shit out of the microphone. Oh my God! No one can stop me. Listen, I don't know. I think that you know some people just need to get the rage out. Sometimes. Yeah, I guess so. And then sometimes you have to just lightly pu- push your keyboard over. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> sometimes you know. <laughs> I hope that kid went to like a rage room later on and just oh, like yeah. was sh- shoving uh, soda cans over and, you know, <laughs> really going ham on like, lightly shoving things. They give him like a TV and a sledgehammer and he's like, ooh, this is a little much for me. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything softer? Yeah. I need to go like beginner on right, this. Yeah. We need to adjust the setting. If you like, don't mind. Like a wiffle bat? And he's like, ooh, that seems a little hard, too. Do you have, like, mm-hmm. one of those, but covered in wrapping paper? Like, you could, not wrapping paper, <laughs> but, like, something softer. You know, you could uh, put some foam on it. Like bubble tape. wrap or whatever? Bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe, toi- I like your idea, toilet paper. Knocking toilet paper off, you know? Yeah. Keep it soft. Yeah, yeah and, you know, it's you don't want the hard clank of that cardboard roll to hit the ground and damage your hearing or whatever he's just protecting it he wants to rock on forever mm-hmm. i mean Man. i wish i could like i could just like project this mental image i know into I see everyone's brain because it was just like a light shove and they literally just let gravity take over but like so the keyboard just like light shove and they just like fell because of gravity but then like the drums those had uh like several microphones right like, yeah, imagine. drum had a, a microphone on it and then some of the cymbals but like the the drummer he was he he like shoved like the cymbals over and oh, then like no. took the drums apart it's like damn i would not no it's, you are little kids like the fact that you even have a drum set mm-hmm. you should take care of that shit you know well i know especially for for everything you've ever said like you you cherish anything you've had this nice right like and yeah as anybody should and like like i said like i want to smash a guitar but i don't want to smash my guitar it's a nice guitar like <laughs> you know like <laughs> i only have the one mm-hmm. i don't have to buy a new guitar but that's the that's the idea of a bucket list, you know. Um, I don't so know. So how about this? Um, maybe you like meet yourself halfway, and you buy a second ukulele, oh, like okay. uh, like one of the like twenty dollar ones or whatever. Right. Oh yeah, they have really cheap ukuleles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then you 
Um, you could even make a bit out of it. You know, you could be like trying to play a song. Uh huh. And then it's just like not tuning right. And you like get more and more frustrated as you're playing. Then all of a sudden you just take it and you smash it on the kitchen counter or whatever. Whoa. Mm-hmm. People wouldn't know what hit them. Literally splinters. <laughs> right? Wouldn't yeah. see them. Yeah. Ukuleles are small guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's what would happen too. I would put this off. I'd be like 95 years old. And I'm like, I'm, I'm finally going to die. I'm going to go ahead and smash this guitar, this ukulele, whatever splinter right in the eye. That's what takes me out. <laughs> wow. That's a bucket list item. Something that kills you. You know? I gotta put that at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Or the top of the list and get down, you know, countdown to it or something. Yeah, like if you have like a hyper dangerous bucket list item, like mm-hmm. trying to fuck a monster truck, then like that's probably wow. get all of your other items out of the way early on because that's that's gonna be the one, you know? Absolutely. You can mm-hmm. just yeah. You gotta you gotta be gentle with the monster truck. You can't just walk mm-hmm. up and fuck it. Man, sometimes I look at the uh, the poster and grave digger I have hanging over my bed, and I'm just like, oh, man, I wish those thumbtacks would just come right off there. We're going to crank it together, baby. That's right. I didn't, I didn't mean you and I. I meant the truck has a crank in it, and you're going to crank uh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what uh, I got that, bro. I got it. That's, uh, that's, that's what I meant, man. You're going to invite me over to crank it to your monster truck poster, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll each have blankets on us. Hey, it's the twenties. Hey, <laughs> you know what? It is the twenties. It's very true. See, very it's true. really changed since the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we are. You know man. what hasn't changed? What is your image almost this entire time, which is has been frozen? Oh, I see that since, now. Since you, <laughs> what a good look for me too. It looks like I'm trying to do the West Side symbol, throwing up gang yeah. signs here, but I'm like, but I'm confused by it because I'm a whitey, and I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> That's pretty amazing. This, this has been like since you started talking about the um, <laughs> your your hope and dream of smashing a guitar. So yeah, I just never realized. Up. Yeah. Do we need so to? This way, okay. I've, I've been trying to look everywhere else just because I, you know. <laughs> it's distracting. Do we need to reset? Is that too much for you? That's a pretty no, disturbing think, image. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It'll, if you're fine with okay. it, it probably yeah. will never snap back for the next hour and a half. Likely not. Okay, cool. If you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. It's fine. We can just roll with it. Well, on that note, we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And we are professional podcast hosts using technology that sucks for everybody. Welcome (laughs) to Let's Talk About Stuff. Hi, everyone. Could we have just simply not mentioned the frozen image? Yeah. Mm -mm. Of course, yeah. But I don't think that's possible. Not for us. Not for us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I especially have been really bad in the last few episodes about being like, hey, Brent, you want to look at this thing on this podcast that people can't look at? <laughs> well, and we I realized every time accounts. we can we can like post that shit on there. Well, we can. But, but then mm-hmm. again, every time I do that, since you do our social media, I feel like, hey, Brent, you want to do more work? Check this out. Oh, buddy. Like the, the past couple of pop culture catch ups we've done as I'm like going through the list, I'm like, what do I think I can find an image for easily via Google? <laughs> And yeah. like, how nightmarish is it going to be to put these together in like a collage format? Where right. It's like, oh, fuck. You know, but you go through a lot of effort for it, and I appreciate it, man. You know, it's uh, it's for the people. You yeah. Know? Never, never let it be said that we're not doing this for the people. So that's right, man. Yeah. Um, well, did you have something fun to kind of start us off today? Oh my God, Stephen, do I have what? something fun? Stephen, have you ever heard of pickles? <laughs> No, sir, I have not. It's like a cucumber, but you brine them shits. Okay. Pickle it, if you will. That sounds good. And it turns into a pickle. Oh, man. Recently, 
it was brought to my attention by recently, I mean like Monday of this past week by a coworker. It was brought to my attention that uh, fast food restaurant Sonic has a pickle slush. You know, like a like a, a slushy, a delicious fruit flavored beverage you would <laughs> no. drink to cool yourself down. Typical pickle mm-hmm. fruit flavored. Well, <laughs> mm. well, they they have a pickle slush, and I was like, oh, intriguing. But like, how yeah. pickly is it? You know, right, right, right. And uh, because not for nothing, but I do fancy myself a bit of a stunt drinker. You know, with all those Lester's fixins <laughs> bullshits do. I drink. Um, so I was like, but how pickly is it? And so went, by, is that ahead. what you just said? I, I don't want you to go there and order. I just want you to say, excuse me, how mm-hmm. pickly is it? Uh-huh. On a scale of one to pickle. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't even format the question right. Uh-huh. So 13? Wait, what? Oh my We're God. above 10? Um, but yeah, like Friday, I like I planned the rest of my week around getting one of these. Oh, yeah. So like I, I ate my normal like boring lunch Monday through Thursday. Then Friday, I was like, this is Sonic Day. This is where I treat myself. Hell yeah. And by treat myself, I mean punish myself by getting this pickle slushy from Sonic. And I don't know if you, I, again, the screen is frozen, so I can't tell if you're looking this up or not. I left. Oh, you left? Mm-hmm. Stephen Fisher has left the chat. I will look this up, though. I'm curious. Okay. It is such a um, cartoonishly pickle green color. Right. That it was like this. Oh, God. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like uh, a Mucinex came inside mm-hmm. of a Sonic cup. Yep. Is what it looks like. That is an apt description. Uh-huh. Yep. You don't need to show this on social media. You just sold it to the audience. <laughs> right. Don't you worry. Yeah. Whoa. So if that appetizes anyone, you know, go to your local Sonic, snag one mm-hmm. of these some bitches. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that first sip I had, and I got a mini because I was like, I'm even if I like it, I'm not going to want to drink that much of it. So I got a, a mini one and mm-hmm. I think it's like six or eight ounces or whatever. And uh, first sip, very like sweet at first but then it hits the back of the tongue is like oh there it is there's the pickle and it just straight (laughs) it straight up tastes like pickle the entire rest of the drink it was pickle flavored so and i did finish it i don't like to waste things you don't yeah you did it and i powered through i was if if it was like terrible i would have been like yeah i'm just gonna toss this it's not worth it but this was just like it's okay i like pickles anyway it's not not a big deal you don't run across a lot of food products that are terrible either apparently to you like not bad enough to stop eating them a lot of times that i've ever been around you or drinking them you know mm-hmm. yeah. so that 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 tracks um i okay i have a few things the gross green color too much uh don't need that i also mm-hmm. imagine though whenever i do get any kind of fruit slush there like amanda loves to get like cherry limeades or Ooh, yeah we'll get like a lemon berry slush which is like a <laughs> strawberry and lemonade delightful slush, right? Right. delightful mm-hmm. but every time you do that at the bottom is like a lemon, like a, a lemon quarter or whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. there are strawberries in there. And so are were there actual chunks of pickle in the bottom of this? That's how I imagine it. No. So I saw <sighs> online via a, a Google search that there were like two pickles on top of like one of the slushies yeah. or whatever. I wasn't sure if that was like a marketing thing or whatever. Right. But like, yeah, if you order a cherry limeade, you get a like cherry in there sometimes, yeah, you know, totally. I was like, maybe there are pickles at the bottom of this. I don't know. I was uh, hoping we're not. But maybe if you get like a larger one, they'll they'll throw that in there. But um, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, you got too small. A, uh-huh. <laughs> and like 
as I was drinking, I was like, oh, okay, this is like an interesting thing. Like, I, I will mention this on the podcast, you know, that's that's about as far as I need to take this right. thing. I don't need to get this again. And then I was like, what? Hold, wait, hold up. Because Sonic also has a pickle burger, <laughs> yeah, which I've I had that. before. It's just like pickle on pickle on pickle. The big and they dill cheeseburger. Also, they also have mm. a, uh, you can order pickle fries as well. So oh, I'm like, wow. well, now I feel like I have to hit up the holy trifecta of pickle burger, pickle fries, and pickle slush. Mm-hmm. You know, I just brine my guts. Yeah, you want to go to Sonic and get brined. That's right. Yes. Yep. Hello, uh, one brining, please. <laughs> I didn't see that on the app. Is the app down? On a scale of one to app. How pickle is it? How pickle is it? <laughs> Sir, you must stop coming to the Sonic to ask us that question. You're here every day after work. Please. <laughs> please. We're going crazy here. We can't, we can't take it. Pickle fry. I don't know. Like, I do like pickle flavor. Like, I got, we got, pipe, uh, we got pickle popcorn one time. Hell yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? One of those places. <laughs> And it was pretty good. I was surprised. It was not overwhelming mm-hmm. as much as I expected. It was kind of a pleasant tang, you know? Yeah. Like, And I like pickles, so I'm, I'm done with that. But Good. Um, because we'd have to end the show otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> because you've turned into a pickle after all this pickle stuff. More or less, you know? I, ever since I heard that HBO Max deleted their own movie, uh, the, the Seth Rogen Pickle movie oh, or whatever. Yeah. American uh, Pickle. Oh, hi. American Pickle. Sorry. I have a puppy right now. Oh, okay. She can't see. Uh, it's frozen. It's frozen. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. thought that he wanted to see her. It, well, we can't. I mean, I do, but I, he does, I simply but he... cannot. Yeah. Okay, come on. Thanks. She also wanted to see you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll wave anyway. He waved anyway. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that turned into a good outtake. Though. We're keeping That's all good. that in. <laughs> just, just keep it. Just make it easy on yourself. Uh, but, uh, um, huh? What were we talking about? That's the problem. I'm so sorry. I don't know. Uh, whatever it was. You pickled. Just... Oh, oh, the, the Seth Rogen thing. Seth um, Rogen. Yeah. American yeah, Pickle. American Pickle. HBO Max deleted their own movie that premiered on HBO Max from right. that service. And I was so distraught over it. I was like, I got to have this pickle slush. And that's, I guess that's the connective tissue I was trying to make. with. Have you seen that movie yet? No. I, and I guess I can't. I guess and I'll you, never see you it. You never will. HBO yeah. Max. <laughs> David Zaslav, you son of a bitch. I do like Seth Rogen. That movie was okay. Yeah, that's what uh, you I just said when it came out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I now I want to see it more than anything. But exactly, they took it away. They're doing uh. the Disney vault on us. Fuckers. Yeah. It's all a ploy. <laughs> that would be funny if like, any time a movie is deleted from that parent company's service, it mm-hmm. has to go in the Disney vault. Right. Like, <laughs> d- like Mickey Mouse. Ha ha. I'll tell you when you can have it. Okay. Bitch. You're like, oh, wow, okay. You're, you're pickle, bitch. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Thanks. You're doing good, Mickey. Sometimes mm-hmm. I try them out. That's you good. Know, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I always liked your Mickey a whole lot. So, man, uh, I didn't know that was a thing at Sonic. I don't go there very often anymore. Every once mm-hmm. in a while we'll go and get Amanda. She, that's what she loves to get, cherry limeades, and we'll try yeah. to go on happy hour, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad that you tried it again because I love your stunt trying foods and drinks because then I don't have to. I got to do it, you know? It's a, yeah, it's a passion it's funny, of mine. You it's know? a personality I, trait. We, it, Stephen, we should have a travel show um, where I guess you could just yeah. stay at home if if you don't want to get out. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just, like, Skype with you. That sounds great. <laughs> out in the, about in the world. Yep. <laughs> because it would, consi- like, if we went out, I would get, like, the weirdest shit, and I'd be like, oh, Stephen, you want to try this? And just, like, as the words are forming in my brain, 
I know the answer is going to be fuck yeah. no. No, no. No. Not even a little bit. What kind of weird shit? What kind of weird shit is that? I'm like, it's a hamburger. You're like, no, fuck gross. Ugh. Get out of here. Yeah. Does it have a lot of pickles on it? No, it's just a hamburger. <laughs> Get out of here. That's disgusting. <laughs> the pickles might help me on a hamburger. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, just disguise the taste a bit. See, I kind of wondered if you could chop up uh, pickles almost like to a relish consistency, mm-hmm. but like more uh, spaced out from each other or whatever, and put that in burger meat. Oh, if, mix it in. Yeah. Like Straight if that in would, there. Like... I don't think that would serve a purpose, that, though. I mean, it, it sounds more disgusting than a regular burger at this point in my life, right at the second. But yes, it's yeah. a possibility. That's a possibility. Well, wait, I wasn't done. So okay. then you take cat litter and you <laughs> okay. mix it around. Okay? Okay. I'll, I'll bring this back around. I know it sounds gross now, but you just wait. You just wait. Then you take some arsenic. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. I like where your head's at. I like where this is going. You grab a butane torch. <laughs> it's a Burger King bur- burger. It's flame broiled. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. You use the torch to set an air balloon, a hot air balloon on fire. Oh, wow. It's, it's for flavoring. It's for flavoring. This you put a... the yeah, the cat litter burger near it. It absorbs the essence of uh-huh. everything that you just witnessed, right? And then you throw it in the toilet. Okay, wait a second. Welcome to the toilet burger. <laughs> wait. <laughs> That took a turn. I didn't expect it to go there, you know, when it started oh. off with pickles mm-hmm. and it kept going. I didn't expect toilet at the end of it, but I should, no I should one, expect anything no to end the toilet with you, you know? I mean, you know, look, if you eat uh, odd enough food, you got to expect a toilet in your future, you know? I think, yeah, I think you eat any food and you have, you have to expect a toilet in your future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, guess I do so. want to, I do want to go back to what, something though, because you, you brought up relish. Mm-hmm. And I did not, but I was going to bring it up because I love, I do love pickles and I don't love burgers, but I love hot dogs. I've never, that I can recall, ever had a hot dog with relish on it. It has never sounded mm. appealing to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think I would probably like that. Uh, and especially like the way that they make special hot dogs with that sometimes, with like a bunch of other shit on there too. Yeah. I'm usually like a straight, I either like, like just mustard on a hot dog or I like cheese on it sometimes, depending on the. Uh, the situation but mm-hmm. i'm not huge on like chili and hot dogs a lot i love yeah. chili but like separate i'm just so specific with my foods but mm-hmm. i've wondered like relish is something i probably would really like on a hot dog i was never given a shot so i didn't know did you, did you eat mm-hmm. relish on your hot dog do you like relish oh well you know just kind of whatever suits my mood you know i'm right. not i'm not again it um mm-hmm. as to whether or not i'm for it uh kind of depends on the situation you know yeah. like what i'm in the mood for i really like a a coney with squeeze mm. cheese on it. Oh, you ever mess with that? No, very oh specific. Okay. So good, so good. Uh, 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 our our uh, podcast friend uh, from True Criminals, Eric Bookout. He is a big fan of Coney Islander. Oh yeah. And uh, anytime he comes up to Oklahoma, he swings by there. And I think he likes to get the uh, the the coneys with the squeeze cheese on there. They're uh, tremendous. It's like it's such processed cheese. Mm-hmm. You you cannot identify it as cheese. Like in flavor alone, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like with the Z, they not, they're like not yes. allowed legally mm-hmm. to call it actual cheese, right? Like, like a cheese, cheese product. product. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like that type of thing. Yeah, but uh, man, that's so good. Just like I, yeah. it's bun, 
hot dog and then squeeze cheese. It's just so fulfilling. I don't do the squeeze cheese on there. I did when we were in town recently, and I, I keep meaning to mention it to Eric because he's mm-hmm. the one that brought up Coney's, and that's what made me crave them. But we did get it over to Coney Islander. I like the uh, just like shredded cheddar on there. Uh, oh, it's like yeah. childhood childhood memory that I have those those little Coney hot dogs with that that cheddar on there. Ooh. Oh my god! And that cheese starts to uh, to melt a little just bit. Just a bit. Oh my it's god! Incredible. So I don't know how they get the the cheese that shredded. You know, dude. I'm not out. even kidding. There is a thing there. There there's a, an, a really old Coney Islander, and this is like a specific Tulsa brand Coney Islander. Mm-hmm. With these little hot dogs. It's not the same as like everywhere else. But this thing there's there's one like the original one was like downtown Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I swear their cheese is so finely fucking shredded that it like melts differently. It has like a different mouthfeel from most like cheeses you'd buy at the store. Mm. It's like magic. It's like so yeah. weird because it's so simple. And it's like these stupid fucking hot dogs, but it's like, oh mm-hmm. my God, it is so good. And I yes. crave it. Mm-hmm. It's wild. I love it's good. It. Very good. Mm. What are you doing right now? Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm, I'm eight hours away. Let's do this. <laughs> this is perfect timing, actually. They'll be just closed for like eight hours <laughs> yeah. by the time you get up here. I was going to say, hey, when I get there, they'll be, no, they won't. They're closing like right now. <laughs> yeah. This is a terrible plan. We should yeah. go forward with it. But, fuck it. yeah. Hell yeah, Hell dude. Yeah. Let's go for it. Well, uh, we're just doing just some pop culture ketchup stuff today again because we have a lot to catch up on still. And uh, mm-hmm. I, we, I forgot to housekeep this with you, Brent, before. Mm-hmm. We can maybe mention a little bit later later on as well. I think uh, we are finally going to have a guest next week. A real thing we've been trying to do with like a theme and everything. Do we want to make that a surprise? Um, yeah, because it's fallen through so many times. Let's let's uh, wait until it happens. <laughs> because we've been, we've been trying to have this person on for, um, and it's not oh like a huge God. celebrity that that people know of, but it's it's something that ties into our matrix. Uh, episodes right and, and it's something we've been looking forward to for fucking forever now ab- absolutely and uh and we've been trying to have them on um since uh may they were supposed to come on in at the beginning of june but then that's when i decided mm, what if i died <laughs> what about that so uh yes we, we've gone through some like scheduling <laughs> issues and whatnot um but uh but yes we're, we're planning to have them on next week we're very excited to, to do so uh we're gonna keep our fingers crossed that it happens um but i and am then so- we'll announce <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll announce it three days after the episode airs right. yeah it'll, it'll be exciting but uh yeah it should be a a uh a, like a fun conversation but also like an informative one yeah you know? i think it'll be good in a lot of ways and I'm, yeah I've been preparing for this for a while, um, for this interview and everything, mm-hmm. so to be good. But so we will get back to some actual themes, programming, and an actual guest, which is great. So that'd be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. But today, like I said, we're back to uh, normal pop, pop culture catch up, trying to make it fun and light. And uh, Brent, did you want to start us off today? I don't mind. Um, oh, please. <laughs> that's high praise. <laughs> so, Stephen, have you heard of The Bubble? On Netflix. Mm, the Bubble. The Bubble. Came it sounds out, vaguely familiar, but no. Came out in April of this year. Uh, April 1st, as a matter of fact. Um, and uh, interesting. I believe that's when we dropped a special episode. Interesting. <laughs> Some <laughs> people should go check that <laughs> out. It's just a, a plug for something that people that's totally unrelated to this. Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, The Bubble is directed by Judd Apatow. It's a uh, an American comedy movie film um, mm-hmm. where uh, it features a, a bunch of... I guess the the main story is uh, actors trying to make a movie during a pandemic, right? Oh, yeah. 
It has uh, Karen Gillan, uh, Keegan Michael Key, um, The Mandalorian, uh, mm-hmm. David Duchovny. What's his name? Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Um, a lot of good Les- people in it. Damn. Yeah. Leslie Mann. Somehow she got a role in this Judd That's Apatow weird. movie. It's wild. Um, Peter Serafinowitz. Anyway, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a comedy. And mm-hmm. um, I I watched the movie without, um, I don't know, like I had a general sense of what it was. It didn't seem like there was a, a lot of word out there in the, uh, the zeitgeist about it. Right this movie in particular so i thought well it seemed like it was kind of being hyped up a little bit leading up to it then it came and went and that was it right um but i, I watched it and uh, i thought it was enjoyable uh, mm-hmm. not not like the funniest movie i've ever seen but still kind of worth it and then like after i watched it i uh, looked it up on wikipedia to just see what some of the um the, the reception was, and it's uh, rated 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> when I like, looked it really? up, I was like, oh, that okay. low? Like, um, there, there is a lot of uh, stuff about, like, actors being actors during a pandemic and, you know, kind of losing their minds during this whole thing. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of a, a thing that people went through as well. I don't know. Like, I'm not as sensitive to that type of topic as some other people are. Mm-hmm. Um, no judgment. It's just like, you know, it, it doesn't really bother me as much. But, um, yeah, like, I, I thought it was fine, you know? Do you remember hearing about this movie at all? Very briefly. It's like you said. It's like I didn't hear about it much in the zeitgeist. It's so weird how some of these movies come out with huge people in them. And, like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize at all when I briefly did hear about this movie that it was a Judd Apatow movie. That's fucking crazy when you said that to me. Uh but it's also like funny, like he was such a juggernaut, juggernaut uh, director and like producer for so long in the like early aughts mm-hmm. with all of the, you know, Steve Carell and Seth Rogen movies and stuff. And it's like, I don't know, like it's so funny that like they would release this movie later on and not even really mention that he's the director of it. Like he made bank. He was the the name that was attached to things for a while that would get yeah. so much fucking money from people. It's just weird how, you know, careers do that way, whatever. But I would be kind of interested in that just for the idea of him being involved in it, the people involved. It could mm-hmm. be funny enough. But um, I had literally forgotten this existed. <laughs> well, I'm here to remind you it does. And it's and it's OK. You know, and it's all right. Yeah, it's like a, a light watch. I watched it uh, before bed over, you know, a, a couple of nights uh, mm-hmm. this past week. And it was uh, it's pretty easy. You kind of get in and out. There are these fun little like segments with comedy in them and. Yeah, nothing too too wildly easy offensive, peasy. you know. So yeah, right good. on, man. Mm-hmm. What about uh, you? Well, I'll I'll think about that one, but by mm-hmm. that I mean I will forget in five minutes. So mm-hmm. on to mine. We'll see. Uh, uh, so I've been mentioning a few times about some fan edits that I've been into lately. Fan edits are where anybody takes a film and they change it or add deleted scenes back in or alternate scenes or they might change the music and whatever. And I had been kind of researching them for a while. Um, there's like a IFDB dot um, org, I think it's like the Internet uh, Fan Edit Movie Database, and uh, uh, keeps track yeah. of people's you know different edits and stuff. And then like you have to like find a way to kind of find the actual fan edit out there. You have to uh, maybe sail the seven seas to find it. Hmm. Arg, me mateys, Brent, hmm. you know what I'm saying? You don't get it. I anyway, have to. You're really gonna have to explain. I'll tell you me. later on. But there's a there's good ways to like keep track of it and stuff. And there's like good groups of people. And it's a cool community. I love the idea of it that you can kind of take something and make it better, or even just change it for your own whatever. So mm-hmm. I found this guy. Um, 
I was looking at fan edits. I kind of stumbled upon these because I was looking up like horror fan edits, and he has some for both the uh, Halloween franchise and the Scream franchise, which I both oh. love so much, right? Mm-hmm. So I found this guy. His name is, uh, his website is plbutcherdesign.com, and uh, he goes by the butcher on the fan edit websites. His name might actually be like Boucher or Boucher or something like that. It's spelled different ways, but he goes by the butcher on the fan edit websites. And I found his fan edits and they're really cool. So I'm going to mention two of them that I, I did watch, but at the same time, I'm going to have to link this guy because when I found his fan edit site, I was like, oh, he does artwork as well. He does like alternative movie posters. Hmm. And I didn't realize it, but I already knew this guy from oh. the movie poster world that I follow on Twitter all the time. He does, I'll have to send it to you, Brett. I can't show you right now because my thing's all frozen, but uh, <laughs> he does like posters for like Jay and Silent Bob. He's done like a really cool, and he did a really cool Halloween one, a really cool Scream one. And so I've been trying to like, basically like, I just like, his whole his whole vibe is like what I'm into. I just sent you a link, Brett, and we can post that out as well, I guess. But um, his whole poster thing, like, is they're beautiful. And I love alternative movie posters. I love all the artists out there right now trying to make all this stuff work and uh and then the fact that he does fan edits i was like this is i would be friends with this dude i like doing art i like doing fan edits so um super cool that it just weirdly ended up that he does both um and so i would check him out anybody look him up uh well like i said we'll we'll try to link that in there as well but uh so the fan edits that he did though he did two of them that i watched he did scream four which uh i'll have to talk more about eventually i know we did some scream stuff in the in the past but I have seen Scream 4 probably 10 times this year. Uh, really? Wow. Which is 10 times more than I'd ever watched it before. Like, I had seen Scream 4 when it came out. I hated it. I refused to acknowledge it as part of the series for so long. It just didn't do anything for me. It was a lot of cheesiness, and I just didn't care for a lot of the characters and stuff. Scream 5, once that came out, and kind of recontextualized Scream 4 for me. Like, really just hit a different tone. I like it so much more now and it's like I'm almost catching up on a, a Scream movie that I really like that I missed out on for a long time it's still like my least favorite probably mm-hmm. um, but it's still like a good movie and I like I like watching it it's entertaining and so he did a version of that movie um, where he tried to like take out some of the silliness some of the, the cheesier jokes that they like I always li- didn't like and everything he tried to tighten things up and like go more towards like this the, I guess the script was kind of different um, especially how the ending was going to happen. There's like a, a a big twist in, in kind of Scream lore or whatever that changes a lot of it. I don't want to spoil it right now, but there's always mm-hmm. like a whodunit in Scream, you know, who's doing it, the actual killing. But this one kind of has a twist, and I guess it was going to end on a cliffhanger and then start up on the next movie, and that would have been brand new for the Scream franchise. Each movie's mm-hmm. always like its own thing, you know? Yeah. And so he kind of re-edits it that way, and then he puts like what they ended the movie, he kind of puts it as like an after credit sequence to keep it in canon, and keep the continuity going, but I liked that idea or whatever, but it was pretty cool. It wasn't great. Um, some of the, like, I think he did a good job on it and stuff, and he would change some of the music or whatever, and, like, some of the music cues or some of the comedy in this one just didn't quite work for me, and he kind of changed some things that worked, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and then he did an edit of Halloween H2O, which is a, a, a movie that I like a ton. I grew up with it, and so it's one of the best in in my mind of the Halloween movies like sequels and stuff I really always liked it he did the same kind of thing with that one Halloween H2O was uh, post Scream world it was like 1998 Scream came out in 96 everything was influenced by Scream they were kind of working on this movie and there was uh, already like a 
uh, a score attached to it um, by, I can't remember the guy's name right now, a different uh, composer. And then Harvey Weinstein and, and all that got involved with us. They were producing with Dimension. And so they ended up taking like literally some of the score from Scream and just put it in H2O. And I've never minded it because I really like the Scream score from Marco Beltrami. And it, it works really well in the Halloween movie. Like they do both sort of the John Carpenter stuff and sort of nude versions of that. But then they also have Scream stuff. And I always liked it. But he reinstated the original score. And so that was really cool. I've always heard of this mythical, these other scenes with like mythical scores that I didn't know what they sounded like. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, that's why they changed it. <laughs> it's like it changed the entire tone of the movie and Amanda and I know this movie really well we kind of just put it in the background I was I was paying more attention than she was but it was it was cool just because we were like I'll never watch this fan edit again I didn't care for it in the terms of like I don't really want that music I liked the other music better I like the other choices better mm-hmm. but it was so cool to see something that I've seen dozens and dozens of times in a new way and it yeah. almost will highlight it for me now that I go back and watch it the way that it was presented. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, I just love the idea of fan edits. I think it's so cool that you can just do whatever you want and change it all up. And it kind of gives you like something old that you know really well. And it kind of like recontextualizes it. So mm-hmm. um, I would certainly check out any fan edits if anybody can find any. Like the the whole ecosystem for it, the whole community is really cool. And, uh, mm-hmm. and these are cool. He has some other ones that I want to check out. In particular, he has, um, he has one called Yuletide. And it's uh, they use the Santa Claus movie that um, Kurt Russell was in for like Netflix recently. There's like a couple like it's like the Santa Claus Chronicles or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. Santa Claus Chronicles. He uses that and he crosses it over with footage from the thing. And he makes it that like Santa Claus <laughs> and that thing were fighting in the North Pole or some shit. That's it's awesome. called Yuletide. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Um, he's also making um, the. Uh, God, what the fuck is it called? Now, like, I'm looking at his website. I forgot what it's called for a second. Final Destination, the first movie with a plane blowing up in midair and then, like, all this stuff coming out. That mm-hmm. was originally written as an X-Files script. It was, like, by a writer for the X-Files. And then oh. he ended up making it into a movie. And I've read about this recently, and it's kind of cool. So he's re-editing that movie as an X-Files episode. And in the movie, there are, like, FBI agents that come to investigate. And he's literally just cutting them out, and he's putting in Scully and Mulder. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait to watch this. So his ideas, I think, are really unique. I don't think that I need um, all of the ideas he's done in them. I don't need to rewatch them, but I love checking him out. He has another one, um, A Nightmare on Friday the 13th. He makes his own Freddy vs. Jason that makes it a little more darker, a little closer to the old movies instead of, like, super campy. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is not my thing with those movies. I like the darker. So I'm like, that's really, I'm really curious at least to see that. So uh, it's super cool. I love his his artwork too, though. His poster designs are phenomenal. So uh, definitely check him out. Yeah, I was looking at that on their website. We'll we'll link to it in Sweet. the uh, um, show notes, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll be in there. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We do that. We have that technology. I think so. Yeah. All right. What else you got? All right. Steven, have you ever heard of Bubble? <laughs> Is this, you're going to freak me out today. No, I don't know. Have I heard of Bubble? Have you heard of Bubble? It is a, uh, it's on Netflix, obviously. Okay. Um, uh, it's different than The Bubble. The Bubble uh, is the, the, the Judd Apatow one. The one called Bubble came out in April of this year. Oh. Oh, okay. So that, okay. So we had two movies with the word Bubble <laughs> in it that came out this, this year uh-huh. on Netflix. But, this, okay. So 
the bubble, Judd Apatow, April 1st of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, bubble came out uh, on April 28th of this year. Mm, okay. um, this is an anime, and uh, it is... Um, this one was wild. Um, so also Judd Apatow, right? Judd Apatow <laughs> stars <laughs> as anime. <laughs> so um, this is a, a movie where it takes place in like an alternate reality. Um, all of these like bubbles like uh, kind of swarm over the planet, right? Mm. All over this flat earth. And oh, yeah. uh, eventually like... Um, they, they just kind of show up everywhere and, um, it's like a phenomenon. Um, at a certain point, um, there's a, a bunch of bubbles, uh, kind of swarm toward Tokyo and they build this like dome around Tokyo. Um, and there's, uh, like a disaster that goes on there and it throws off gravity. So, um, they're like, uh there's like a train floating in the air or whatever. And you have all this debris from buildings that are starting to collapse, but they kind of just like hover in the air and whatnot. Um, that part of, of Tokyo is uninhabitable, but there's still uh, like kids that, that wander through there, Mm -hmm. uh, because they are like professional parkour athletes, like competitively. Oh yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit strange, but, like, there's some, like, layers to this thing that I'm still, like, trying to figure out how I feel about it. Um, so they're, they're, they have these uh, battles they do against other parkour teams or whatever, and if you win, you, like, uh, win, like, um, you can, like, trade stuff or whatever, upgrade your equipment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a certain part of this uh, particular bubble-filled Tokyo that you don't really like go to. It looks almost like an Eiffel Tower, but this is this tall tower and there is going to be like an explosion of some sort in the center of it. Mm-hmm. And you can't go up there because there's like um, more or less like a like a black hole type of event going on there. And it's just like too dangerous to get too close to um, one of the uh, the the kids that we follow during this. His name is uh, Habiki. He hears this like singing and he's got this affliction to where he's like uh super sensitive to loud noises so he has these like headphones that he carries around with him um on mm-hmm. his head of all oh, places weird. these kids man Gen zoomers Z. <laughs> um, so uh he hears this music and he's like captivated uh by it so he goes to investigate he and he ends up like falling in this water and whatnot and he ends up meeting this girl with this blue hair and she's She's younger, maybe his age or, you know, a couple of years younger than that. Um, but she doesn't really speak too much. And she seems like she's like someone's a little bit off about her. Mm-hmm. And um, he brings her back to meet the other parkour kids and whatnot. They they try to get to know her and whatnot. Um, eventually, he calls her Uta, which is Japanese for song, according to Wikipedia. I don't just inherently know that. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Yeah. Impressive. Oh, you, know? you didn't know this? <laughs> <laughs> mm, your bias is showing. Um, so anyway, uh, it, it's kind of about them trying to get to to know this girl. They they have the uh, parkour competitions that they're still trying to run. There's a new uh, team that shows up and they have these enhanced boots to where they can like jump much further. And um, whenever they like go compete, it's more or less like a capture of the flag type of scenario. And so these guys are essentially like cheating to be able to like beat them and whatnot. 
Um, so yeah, it's like a, a kind of a fun little story about all of this shit. But also there's a little bit of uh, the Little Mermaid that comes into play. Oh, as it relates to the fairy tale, not the like Disney animated movie or whatever. And there's like some stuff in there that I didn't know about, and I looked it up after the fact. But um, yeah, I guess like uh in in the book the original like little mermaid book she dies like she she oh. becomes like a i knew it was darker i didn't know that though uh-huh she she yeah she she commits seppuku which is how samurai <gasps> or samurai would kill themselves Whoa. no she doesn't do that she doesn't do that with Be a like cooler if she did the, the thingamajig uh-huh yeah <laughs> right. oh man the thingamajig <laughs> but um but yeah so it, it it plays into that and um yeah, I'm, I'm still like it seems like there are like there's a lot fucking going on in this movie, mm-hmm. but like it is fucking gorgeous to look at. Like the animation is it looks very, cool. It's very quick. It's very smooth. The lighting effects they put in there look fantastic. Like here in the states, we don't have a lot of uh, 2D hand animated mm-hmm. movies anymore, right? Um, so it's wonderful to see that is still happening over in Japan, whom I usually think about being way off in advance like years ahead of us with right with their entertainment and whatnot um but i love that they're still doing hand-drawn animation um again everything looked gorgeous the movie is like like an hour and 40 something minutes long so not like a huge time commitment and uh if uh yeah if you've got that time to sit down and and watch something you could do worse than than watching this It's, it's just confusing about like i don't know like some of the stuff they like seed certain things, but other things it's just like, oh yeah, this is like this because of you know, the Little Mermaid or whatever. And you're like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah. What? Huh? <laughs> I don't remember Flounder being in this movie, but um, but you wish though. I kind of wish. Uh, yeah, it's a dingle hopper. You're <laughs> like you said though. There, every a lot of things in Japan just seem so futuristic compared to here, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and like sometimes I don't know, like. <laughs> The American The Bubble movie you mentioned, it's like, it's kind of high concept, but it's pretty simple, I guess. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, there's like some actors, there's there's this a world event, this pandemic we were going through, and then they're trying to make like a green screen, green screen movie around that. And it's like, that just sounds like a typical, like, I don't know, action comedy Hollywood movie. And then yeah. over there, they're like, all right, gravity defying bubbles rain down and separate <laughs> Tokyo from the world. What happens next? A group of parkour kids. And I'm like, it just feels like they're on operating on another level sometimes. Like the yeah. ideas are so far fetched, but also like so like, how'd you bring up? How'd you come up with that? Where do they? Why are these together? It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure that I would pick that up. I'm still not that super into anime stuff, but yeah, just the concept alone is just so absurd that I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to check that out. Well, maybe you didn't hear it. Also, the Little Mermaid is a part yeah, okay, of the, the Little Mermaid the story. Too, so some, that crossover. Way, yeah. <laughs> How? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've watched this movie. I cannot tell you how or why. <laughs> but did they make you read? Is that why? Um, a Wikipedia article, which is about as far as I'm going to go. Okay, I'm like, good. okay, this is this is article territory. I, I, I feel safe here, you know. Not too bad. Mm. There's still some pictures around. Yes, yeah, thank that God. Helps. Thank God. Some <laughs> hyperlinks, just anything to make me feel loved. Oh, my God. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, would you recommend that? Sorry, did I miss that? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, if if, if uh, you wanted to watch an anime, I guess, you know, you could do that. It exists. Or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? That's, yeah. that's you know, 
it's up to you it's up to you um yeah i uh i don't know uh, again like why anime really hasn't caught on with me i mm-hmm. i would love to check out more though so i'm gonna have to check this one out and uh, maybe we'll watch see. a trailer watch a trailer, watch trailer first that's a good see. idea yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good idea mm-hmm. um all right you want me to get ready for me to go feel free sweet okay so my next one is uh, a local favorite little okay. uh, little guy we know named austin austin wilson sent oh, me yes. uh, mm-hmm. a special he package superman i heard that one time in a from yeah from a friend i don't know if you'd call him a friend anymore because i think you got that one wrong but <laughs> i think so yeah super loves superman um so austin is a, a good friend of ours um you had met him years ago whenever you participated in his super cute comic and that's how i first found out about him mm-hmm. um which he wrote i guess he he and david would write together david hopkins would write together and then david would letter it and you would draw it is that right yes mm-hmm. the super cute thing okay so uh i've known austin just through that for a few years and then podcasting with you we obviously had met up with them in various points uh, austin's been on our show a few times they have the hideous energy podcast he and david together that is every once in a while now i guess but um he also has another podcast now called ledger and um i still have not checked it out only because i don't listen to any podcasts but i would love to listen to it he interviews different writers and talks about writing stuff and uh i just love his vibe i like both of them they're such nice guys and everything they anything they put out i just want to be involved in i want to support them whatever and austin in particular has these things he's mentioned before um called his i'm not sure i guess it's like a it's called shibboleth it's like a a group that kind of puts out these zines these like conspiracy kind of tinted zines these little stories of like drawings and stuff he had mentioned it before and there's a series that he has called dark windows open one way and i guess he's kind of revealed recently that he's actually the the sole creator of this thing he acts like it's like a team and like a real kind of like conspiracy theory group that gets like stories sent in and they they send it out to their followers and whatever but um he had offered you know for free if anybody wants these stories that he would love to put out these little mini zines that he kind of put together called dark windows open one way and there's five volumes of them so um i was like yeah i mean i want to support anything you have and also i wanted to read anything he'd put out as well so i Mm -hmm. I hit him up and he sent them out to me um it was awesome for one he it was a nice little care package it had these they're way tinier than i thought they're really minis they're short stories but they're fucking cool and he they have these cool little drawings on they're all like they're kind of like they're like uh photocopied and then folded together in little books and um they look kind of like i don't know they just have like a good vibe to them whatever and i told him when i read them i i every cover i i meant to there's five volumes of it, every cover i would be like oh i'm gonna read one let it sit for a little while then i'll go to the next one but then like it was like once i popped i couldn't stop i fucking read them all in a row they're really short obviously but i was like i want to savor them and it was like no these are fucking cool and so uh yeah they're they're neat he uh i told him whenever i would look at each cover i would hear the x-files theme or i would hear the twilight zone theme and he was like well i wear my influences on my sleeve so yeah totally Hmm. and he and i i knew that he likes x-files a lot i like x-files a lot he's been doing these like reviews he's been re-watching them and like doing like blogs about the episodes i've read a few of those uh i had also started re-watching the x-files right around that same time so that was kind of perfect and uh but man these are just really cool i definitely hit him up his he's at austin r wilson on twitter um you can hit him up he has like a website i'm trying to find any other ways i got a link to that ledger podcast is his podcast as well um but yeah hit him up uh, on twitter you can find uh, or his website and he i'm sure he'll get with you and like be able to to put these out there he has another story that work in progress 
about how Ronald Reagan was carved out of fungus living under the Pentagon. And he has this amazing <laughs> picture for it. Uh, and it's so fucking cool. I, I'm just, I just like everything he comes. It's so weird and different. And like it, it same thing with like, we've mentioned our, our buddy Mitch from the terror table podcast and his short film, uh, Druid's hand that we finally got to watch recently. We've been a big supporters of yeah. and hearing their stories, like literally hearing or, or watching their stories, but then also like their life stories and how they made these things, whatever. It's just really been inspiring to me to make me want to, make my own or like I have all these like stories I think are pretty cool and people would like and reading Austin's I was like oh you can just do this you could just write them <laughs> right. down and you can just draw little pictures and then you can just send them to people like uh, it's so simple but it's also so great and I just love the the community that we have found for, for me it's all through Brent it's all through you man that you knew these people or connected us you know through podcasts and stuff with these people and uh it's just been such a great group, and so I'd highly recommend it. Hit Austin up for his stories. Uh, they're super fucking cool. If you like sci-fi stuff, kind of horror stuff, definitely dig it. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, and like you said, he just started his own podcast where he interviews authors, and um, I, I like I don't listen to it because I don't acknowledge right. books exist. Yeah, but uh, you know. If, if you're so inclined, you know, right. go, go, go rate his show five stars. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, there you go. yeah, absolutely. And it's so cool. Again, I don't know if he did this or if David helped him with that because, you know, David is lettering and stuff. But the ledger like uh, font and the, it's like with like kind of like sunsets, like yellow, orange and kind of like red or or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the stickers he sent were like that. And they look fucking badass, too. So, uh, yeah, just uh, just a cool vibe from that dude, man. Yes, he's very good. He's uh, filled with stories, that boy. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I to wanna, the brim. I want to get that filling up. <laughs> read all those stories. <laughs> I'm picturing a uh, a Twinkie and, like, sucking out the filling that, instead of just eating it. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to yeah. do to him. Is that, th- th- that I was going to say as well. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Twinkie. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Just Twinkie that cream story all over your chest. Okay, listen. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. a ding-dong, but... I'll tweet. <laughs> wait, wait, is it going? <laughs> Basically, I like cream, okay? Uh, yeah. no, 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 I'm just trying yeah. to suck cream out of Austin. What's happening? <laughs> cream, you know, cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Hey. Right. Yeah, you get it. All right. Yeah. Good well, recommendation. Go. Good recommendation. Absolutely. All right. So is, uh, it's my turn? Yep. Steven, have you ever heard of Bubble? God damn it, Brent. I knew you were fucking going to do that. When I look, okay no uh, have I I don't know comedy happens in threes right yeah uh, but okay so this this is uh, the the other bubble I wanted to mention this is a podcast called Bubble oh, okay and uh, this uh, came out in 2018 um, it's uh, let me see it uh, probably should have already had this uh, it's eight episodes long it's a scripted comedy podcast um, that's uh, that's good uh, people should listen to it. Um, so <laughs> there's this town called Fairhaven. It takes place on an alternate planet, right? Okay. So an, an alien planet. Um, there are these little like bubbles, like biomes that people live in. Um, they're, they're referred to as bubbles. Um, and it's owned by a, a corporation. And um, uh, ideally, it's like you, you've got people that live outside of these bubbles but they're like kind of like wild people or whatever not like cave people or whatever but you know they're they're um out there like hunting and trying to 
defend themselves from the alien wildlife or whatever. Whereas if you live in the the bubble, you mm. that version is like our reality more or less, right? Okay. So they've got like they've got Starbucks, they've got Twitter, they've got all of this this shit or whatever. And um, so the 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 main story is about uh, this girl named Morgan who was born outside of the bubble and uh, at a certain point in her life she moved to Fairhaven you know inside the bubble so uh, she's referred to as a, a brush baby if you live outside the mm. bubble you're you're in the brush and um, she's got a, a job at this corporation she's she's very happy to to have it and she's just like sits there and types up messages like uh, text for promo codes for like Grubhub and that type of shit. Like mm-hmm. that's what she does. She likes her job. She doesn't really have to like stress about getting murdered by these alien imps outside of, mm-hmm. of the bubble or whatever. So she likes likes her job. She's content with it. Um, there's a, a situation toward the beginning of the story where um, she and her uh, or she she goes out for a jog and she encounters this imp like any type of alien creature that gets inside the bubble is referred to as an imp you have different kinds but generally speaking that's what they're called she encounters this one she fights it off she's got like all this training she dispatches it very easily and she takes it home to her roommate annie who then uses the she drains the imp over their bathtub of like the the like blood and whatnot she turns it around and uses it as drugs that she sells to her customers. Oh, excellent. So this is a just a straight-up like comedy adventure podcast, mm-hmm. and it's very, very, very funny. And uh, it stars Allison Becker, uh, who is in Parks and Recreation, uh, Keith mm-hmm. Powell from 30 Rock, Cristela Alonzo from uh, the TV show Cristela, Eliza Skinner from The Late Show, and Mike Mitchell from Love, also of the Doughboys podcast that oh, I love. Oh, nice. And it uh, has, like, guest stars like Judy Greer, John Hodgman, Damn. Martin Starr, Paul F. Tompkins, and uh, a bunch of other people. Um, and, man, it's so fucking funny. Like, the, like, jokes per minute on the show is very high. The performances are h- fucking hilarious. Uh, like I said, it's eight episodes. Each one of those is about half an hour. And that um, that's, like, the main series. They released a, a new episode, episode 4A, in july of last year of 2021 and it was recorded live at san francisco sketch fest and that's where they had like a live read of um like this new script or uh-huh. whatever but it, it fits in the continuity there between episodes four and five and um it was also very fucking funny um one thing i'll say is that on the the podcast there's a narrator and I, I can't remember her name, but she's she's very good as well. She has a lot of really, like, fun, like, dry ways she will deliver the narration. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking great. The only thing is, at the beginning of each episode, she'll say that the episode was written by so-and-so. It's usually the, the creator, Jordan Morris. But um, she says, written. It's written. <laughs> and it cracks me up every time because it takes me back to when I was in high school. I knew some, like, cheerleader girls that would say or you know they would like cut it off like we had this guy in our class named clinton and they would say (laughs) (laughs) so it it takes me back you're chopping out those t's hardcore you know it's a specific joke to you too which is great but it's very specific yeah Yeah. um but yeah man like uh i I breezed right through it i did 
uh, listened to it while getting ready for work and like doing yard work and whatnot this past week and yeah breezed right through it it was a, a good time um, there were certain points where I like uh, would be thinking about like oh I need to put more gas in this mower or whatever and then I would like kind of zone out and then come back and be like oh shit I don't know where I am in the story and have oh, to back yeah, it up a little that. bit but um, but yeah otherwise like very funny and uh, yeah I, I hope people check it out that was it was uh, potentially the the best bubble I uh, consumed this past week. There you go. Well, I'm curious if there are more bubbles involved later on, but when I was looking up the previous bubbles you had mentioned, there are Mm -hmm. two more movies I thought you were going to go for. So I'm glad that you've branched out. And then this was a really good one as well. Like uh, over Mm -hmm. the other, this one seemed like the one you're like, this one you should listen to. And it sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, Like sounds fucking funny and like the people involved and stuff. Uh, Allison Becker is like a a bit kind of character on Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, I didn't know her name when you said it, but then I saw her. I was like, oh, my God, it's that person. Same same thing. Yeah. I've I've seen her in like a thousand different things. And uh, but yeah, man, she's so funny, though. She's very funny. Uh, Both her and Eliza Skinner are Mm -hmm. uh, they're Morgan and Annie and they chew that fucking scenery. But it's done so well. It's so so well done. I'm just yeah, like so great. impressed. The, the there's a lot of like uh, sound effects and music, and it's it's like a whole production they they did for this. And uh, yeah, evidently the the podcast did very well. It's uh, I think it was a, a big hit. That's in awesome. The yeah. Podcast community. So that's why I'm mentioning it several years later. <laughs> I was gonna say it came out in 2018. I saw 2018. That's great, yeah. Mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Um, so we're older than them. That's awesome. Uh-huh. We beat them to the podcast. That's cool. Um, yeah, that it's from Maximum Fun is like the yes. podcast group, whatever. And they, uh-huh. they said this was their first scripted podcast. So I thought when you were mentioning, I was reading the stuff when you were mentioning, I thought it was gonna be like a small podcast. Oh, this is our first one. And I was like, I clicked on it. And the first other podcast they had was, um, oh, I can't remember his fucking name now. God damn it. They had another one where it was uh, like a really big one. Adam ruins everything. He's oh, okay. like a really big like YouTube guy or maybe mm-hmm. even like TV or whatever. But I was like, oh, this is a big company then. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a ton of podcasts that sound really fun on here. So or look really good. So um, that's rad, man. I didn't know much about them. I've been trying to listen. I won't say this is like a full on thing I'm going to review today or whatever, but I have been trying to get back into podcasts. Uh, specifically, I, I, I'm really into politics and I do a lot on Twitter and various like Washington Post and New York Times and stuff. I read various things, but it's it's so daunting right now. and There's so much going on. I kind of wanted to get back into my, my Pod Save America guys who I had listened to, you know, years ago and stuff, but mm-hmm. kind of felt I, I read them online. I read their articles. I follow them on Twitter and stuff, but I hadn't listened to their podcast in a while. And it's been nice to do that. So I've been looking for other things to kind of fill out my commute and stuff and, and try to do something other than music all the time. Yeah. And so uh, this one might be a good one, man. I'm going to, I'm going to write that down. Oh, put that nice. in my list. Yes. Yeah. Good. I think that sounds good. Um, yeah. It's like kind of sci-fi, kind of podcasty, kind of fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. Funny. And- yeah. Very funny. Great performances. About half an hour each. And as oh, you, yeah, that's great. you and I both know, the only way to listen to a podcast is at one and a half times speed. That's right. So you get so fast and real fast. <laughs> yeah. That's like, fuck yeah, man. This is 20 minutes? <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, all right. What else do I got on here? Um, so I wanted to mention that you had also mentioned, maybe last week, maybe two weeks ago, the Dark Ages comic series from Marvel. Yeah. Like a limited series, like six issues, I think. Um, and it sounded really cool to me. I'm going to rehash it real quick that it's basically, you know, all the Marvel characters, you know, and love. And there's like an EMP. There's an event that happens. and There's an EMP takes out all technology, all, all power, all electricity in the world. 
And so, you know, like Tony Stark can't run his suits anymore. And like Spider-Man uses a mechanical release for his web, his web shooters, and he can't use those anymore. And what that kind of does to to the group of heroes and, and what happens and everything. And you'd given it a lot of high praise. It sounded really awesome. And I'm happy to report that it was fucking awesome. Oh, I great. love this. I, I've been trying to read more comic books as, as well lately get back into those and this was a great one for me um i separately from the podcast you and i've been texting that the it, it's like maybe better for me personally to not do like a week to week or not, whatever month to month comic series like any mm-hmm. kind of ongoing series is a little harder for me i like either a graphic novel like a one and done story but bigger or or just like kind of like a, a small run of things and so this yeah. was way up my alley um, I love the idea, the whole conceit that it's just like, all right, take away the power and what happens to these people. But it always, also went in way different ways than I expected it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just cool. It was very dark. Uh, there's nobody's fucking safe. It's one of those kind of stories. You don't know who's going to stick around all out of all these heroes and stuff. And it was like different, either different versions of those heroes or like some of some people were like married and had kids and stuff that I was like, oh, I wonder where this came from. Like it may be excited to kind of research about their lives, maybe in modern or this era, whenever this came out, like uh, Marvel lore and stuff. And I'm like, those stories keep going. And that's kind of fascinating to see how that plays out. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to ruin anything, whatever, but like Spider-Man has like a kid or whatever. And it's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. that's a much different dynamic than a Spider-Man who just has a girlfriend. And even that is hard for him to live with. Uh, or just has an aunt and a best friend and a girlfriend or whatever, you know, like, oh, yeah. now he's a child to take care of. That's a much different Spider-Man. Dad Spider-Man, you know, yeah. Spider-Dad. Yeah. And uh, so it was cool just to see it in a lot of ways. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you recommended it, man. I thought it was great. I'm, I really uh, love anything like this. I can remember I, I, comic books as well. I don't know the names from people. It's hard for me to keep track of that. So I don't remember who was involved in this, but mm-hmm. I liked the art for it. Um, there were some Yvonne things I... Coelho. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, on the tip of your tongue. Yeah. I can't I can't see you, you're still yeah, frozen, but exactly. <laughs> I could tell. I could tell. And it's uh, written by Tom Taylor. And yeah. it was yeah, it was written mm-hmm. really well. Uh the art. I sent you a, a text of one. I don't know. It's hard because I don't want to spoil it again. I, I think the mm-hmm. panels I sent you might be spoilery, but some of it was just fucking striking. It was so cool. The uh the the use of color and um contrast and stuff and negative mm-hmm. space or whatever like some of the things were really inventive and really uh, packed an emotional punch um it was just one of those things like if i had not read comic books this is one of those i'd be like man this is like i don't know could have gotten me into it i guess it was it was really well done and it was uh for me in particular trying to get back into comics it was definitely a breath of fresh air you know wanting me to get back into them so um yeah i'd highly recommend it as well the, the dark ages six issue run of uh, marvel stuff so yeah, it's on um, Marvel Unlimited, and you can get it at your local retailer. It's on Comixology, all of that stuff. So widely available. And one thing I liked is, uh, like you said, it's very dark, but also it, uh, not to be like spoilery, but, you know, there's some hope around gotcha, the, gotcha. the corner yes. as well, you know? Important to say that as well, though, because mm-hmm. that was what was so fascinating to me, mm-hmm. was how it all, what this really does to these people, and as heroes and as people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there is some so, hope to it, which is cool. It was. Yes. Yeah. It's neat. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, staying on the the comic book tip, um, Stephen, have you ever heard of Bubble? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that I have, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> you feel like a battered spouse. It's like I don't know. 
<laughs> I heard so many bubbles. I don't fucking know, dude. Oh um, so bubble is this book right here, and uh, oh, obviously this will be cool. in the the show notes and uh, or the uh, social media posts and everything, so people can see. Uh, bubble is uh, the the comic is a adaptation from first second. Uh, an adaptation of the podcast bubble that Whoa. I had just previously mentioned. So uh, it's a it's a illustrated adaptation of this. Um, Jordan Morris, who created the the podcast, um, he co-wrote this with a writer named Sarah Morgan, and it was adapted by Tony Cliff, Jordan Morris, Sarah Morgan, and then colors by Natalie Reese. Tony Cliff is the the uh, like line artist, and I've never heard of this fella, but his Artwork is fucking stellar. The coloring is stellar as well. Nice. And I am just fully blown away. I was engrossed in this book, even though I've already read the podcast or listened to the podcast uh-huh. and I've, I've absorbed the bulk of the story. It was still like a cool way to re-experience it because some of the jokes that are in the podcast are not in the comic mm. and then vice versa as well. So they can so be their own thing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's a, a character in here named Van uh, who grew up with the, the lead character, Morgan, um, who gets um, some some more character development in the comic versus the, the podcast. So that mm-hmm. was cool to see. It's just kind of like a new spin on these different characters. And um, I guess from what I understand from reading some of the material in the back, I guess there's going to be a movie coming out at some point Damn, as well. That's awesome. Yeah, that, yeah I know. Like... You know, Hollywood, if you need another <laughs> podcast-based movie, you know, hit us up, you know? Don't do this one. We No, not this episode, but, no, you know, no, no, no. other ones. Just just better ones. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll put together a, a mixtape of episodes for you or whatever. Um, but, yeah, man, like, I, I was fucking thrilled with this. Plus, you get to see, like, what the characters look like, I mm-hmm. guess. That's you cool, know, yeah. According to, the, to what the, the creators have put together anyway. So it's it's fun to put, like, a face to the voice of, of some of the characters you've heard. And then, like, the, the creatures, what they look like. Um and uh, yeah, it's, it was just like a, a fun read. I, I, I ordered this uh, from Amazon, which I'm not big on, but, you know, I didn't have a chance to go out this week. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I got this on Thursday and I finished reading it earlier today. So nice. Wow. I, uh, I really kind of uh, breezed through it. And uh, man, I was just so uh, thoroughly happy with it um, that I can, uh, can put this on my shelf and then uh, probably never read it again. But hey, it's here <laughs> if I need to lend it out to anyone. But uh, yeah, so uh, Bubble, uh, the comic from First Second. Check it out. What's so interesting is when you held that up to me, I did see a little clip of it that it said, like, based on a, pod- on a podcast. I thought it was going to be a different one. Oh, yeah. But based is, on the Smash Hit podcast. But yeah. it is that one because it's like a, they have a such, such a specific title, like, treatment for the podcast bubble, like how it's written. Yeah. And this is like a completely different font. Like as it looks totally different. 100% yeah. different. I would have thought that would be a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have to know what, which was the first bubble you watched or read or whatever. So I, uh, let's what was see. The order of all it, these? it was the bubble was the one that I had like fully, uh, consumed. Okay. Right? Um, and then like some of the other stuff, um, I guess it would have been the podcast bubble, is mm-hmm. the one I finished next. Um, and then the, let's see, what did I finish first? So then the comic adaptation of the podcast, uh-huh. Bubble. And then, like, I had uh, like 20, 30 pages left of that to read today. 
So I finished that and then immediately watched the last 20 minutes of the <laughs> bubble anime. So it was all kind of like a big bubble soup. Wow. I mm-hmm. didn't realize like that you'd be so into bubbles, I guess. Um, I love the idea. Boy. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Well, so that was the thing. When I looked up movies, there's a St- Steven Soderbergh movie called Bubble. Um, oh, fuck. And Hold on. You, I got to watch that real quick. You Well, you should look up Bubble by Steven Soderbergh because... Um, out of all of the covers you just showed me, this is the most terrifying one, I think. Oh, okay. And I thought you were going to say you watched that. And then I thought you were going to end with Bubble Boy uh, from like <laughs> the early, whatever, late 90s, early 2000s with Jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal. But you in a better way, I feel, with the, the podcast and this book at the end, I feel like might have been your best bets overall. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. With you all these it? baby heads. With and, all the baby heads. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I don't like that at <laughs> all. It's terrifying. Nope. Staying out of that one. I forgot. I remember that cover. It looks like it was like, yeah, 2005. I think I was working at the video store around then. I remember that coming out. But, uh, yeah, that's terrifying. Christ. So I think I like this book, though, too. I'll have to borrow that from you, um, mm-hmm. especially if I ended up reading this or sorry, listening to the podcast soon, because that sounded really fun. And this sounds great, too. So that's awesome, man. Man, uh, I was happy with both versions of it. You know, it's like uh, whenever you see a movie uh, that you really like and you're like, oh, man, that's so fucking good. Oh, it's based on a book or whatever. Uh, You know, I don't really like this stuff in those waters. But but like then you go back and read the book, the source material. You're like, fuck, that was good, too. But like in a different way. Right. Yeah. I I enjoyed the shit out of both (laughs) both of them for different reasons. It was uh, that's that was my experience. So I was, you know, I so I guess if I had to say, like, you know, I would recommend Bubble. Right. Man, mm-hmm. that just makes it so much easier. Of course. Yeah. I love that. You're smart. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. all these other things I had to write out. Fuck. That's right. Stupid. You know, they, they don't call me old Stegosaurus brain for nothing. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I have a brain in my ass. <laughs> this might be what saved you. <laughs> From the meteor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I think I have one more that I wanted okay. to mention today. Sure. And it's it's mostly because uh, I've been meaning to mention it for a while, and it was fucking cool. I I don't know what started me wanting to watch a lot of these, but I've been on a big John Carpenter kick lately, and okay. something started that. I don't remember if someone mentioned it, or it was like a birthday or an anniversary of one of his movies or whatever, but a bunch of his movies ended up showing up on Shudder, and that's why I ended up buying Shudder again this week, or that, sorry, this month. Because uh, they had like eight different things of his, and I I hadn't seen oh. all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been watching They Live. That's one of my favorites of his. I watch that one a Man, lot. I need to watch that. You gotta watch it, dude. It's I so fucking it. cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, October's around the corner, you know. It's coming up, right? I'm kind of mm-hmm. like really. I'm done with this year. I'm done with summer. I'm just like <laughs> ready for fall and and horror movies. So I'm into it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff, but um, yeah. So I finally watched a movie of his that I had never seen before called Prince of Darkness. You ever oh. heard of that one before, Brent? I thought um, it'd be way up your alley. So is uh, Prince of Darkness also from Minnesota? Yes, uh, but he uh, is different. It's different kind of music. Um, it's actually like bubble pop. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of yeah. It's oh, a lot of those. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's good. It's like because it's dark obviously but it has a good poppiness to it you know just it's like a good feel good darkness hey y'all smith prince of darkness how we doing tonight who's throwing out first pitch what's that is a concert uh, <laughs> oh i didn't know i don't I know didn't. what we're doing here no one tells me anything 
so I guess whatever. Uh, so Prince of Darkness, 1987 was when this one came out. It's just one that I never really heard about growing up. I mean, like that's not something I was going to watch growing up as like a Christian kid. My mom wouldn't have allowed that in the house probably. But um, and it's I I'd heard like it's, it has like a cult following. Like anything with John Carpenter, it's you know it's just a good vibe. He, it's like his his music. It's like all the stuff, whatever. And it's right in the middle of a bunch of stuff that I liked because Big Trouble in Little China was his 1986 movie. That's like that was one I grew up on the most of his. And then they live. They live is his 1998 1988 movie. So this is the one in the middle of that. And I just never watched it. Um, but I think you would like it a lot. I'm super intrigued to watch it again. Um, it has Donald Donald Pleasance, who is uh, Loomis from Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. So they're working together again. It's got Victor Wong who is from Big Trouble in Little China. He's like one of those actors, you just know his face. Uh, and he's he's in a lot of martial arts stuff. Uh, he's like the grandpa in Three Ninjas. Um, oh, okay. Uh, pretty sure that's him. Now that I mentioned that, I'm like, yeah, got it, cool. Uh, he's from Trimmers. He's awesome. Um, so he's in it. Uh, and it's basically like uh, Donald Pleasance is a Catholic priest. And it's, he's, it's like a science and religion movie. They find this thing that they think is like the, the like Satan on Earth. It's like a, a goo. It's like, a, I don't know, this glowing orb thing. It's been a, a months now since I actually watched this. I've been meaning to mention it for a while. But um, they have like scientists that work together to kind of study this and see what it is. And then they kind of realize, they kind of re-mythologize what Satan is. And it's, it's in a way that I can't, I can't break it all down and I, I don't want to spoil it for people, but uh, it's a horror movie. They, they break down Satan though, where it's like, he's not just the Christian idea of Satan and he's like the, not the Antichrist, he's not like a, an angel that fell from hell or, or from hell from heaven and into hell and like whatever. Like they do it in a way that I just really loved that it's more of like a monster story sort of thing or more of like, I don't know, like like the Catholic Church has been making up these stories to kind of cover up what was really going on. Hmm. And I was like, ooh, since I'm not religious anymore, I fucking love this. <laughs> right? I do like the idea of it. Take yeah. it in a different way. And it, it, like, it, it's like he possesses people. Uh, this One of this goo possesses people sort of thing. And uh, it was just cool, man. I, I It's not my favorite John Carpenter, but it, and it's still like I need to kind of work through it and watch it a few times and get all my bearings about it. But... I, I've been thinking about it ever since I watched it. I would love to watch it with you someday just because it's so different and weird. And, and I love I just love what John Carpenter does. His whole vibe, his whole style is just fucking amazing. And it was cool, man. I'm, I'm really excited to rewatch it again. Um, and it's on Shudder right now, as far as I remember. Or no, still. Um, so that's an easy way to check it out. But uh, yeah, it's cool. Prince of Darkness, 1987, John Carpenter. It, I'm looking at the poster... And it doesn't even look familiar to me. Like, I don't feel like I've ever heard of this right. movie. You know? I feel like it doesn't, it's not as big as his other ones, right? Mm-hmm. I don't hear about it as much, but it's like a cult favorite. So, and uh, you said this cool. is this is a year after Big Trouble in Little yeah. China? Yeah, Big Trouble in Little China, this, and then They Live. Um, oh my God. So it's like sandwiched in between two right. bigger movies. Yeah, right. Wild. And it's like, but we haven't heard of this one. It's so weird. Like, I feel like I was really missing out. It's like a cinephile that, and like a big John Carpenter fan. A Carpenter file? I feel like there's probably a real tool called a Carpenter file. Hmm. But I think that's probably, what I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when you have to like sand down the two by fours exactly. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You carpent. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you live on carpet. 
I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. Um, they also call this, uh, he has like an unofficial apocalypse trilogy, starting with The Thing. And then um, he has another one called In the Mouth of Madness from 1994 with Sam Neill in it. I've also only briefly heard of that one, and it's also on Shudder, and I want to watch it as well. Um, I'm not I'm not as huge of a fan of Carpenter stuff like in the 90s and on, or at least that I know of. I'm mostly a fan of his like 80s work or like late 70s, 80s work. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has some like I saw the other day, by the way, I really want to see Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. And yeah. someone had mentioned uh, Get Out, Us, and Nope as a, a trilogy, like a, a director's first three movies. Like has any director had such especially a horror director had such a good run and jordan peele responded to that person and he was like i will not allow anybody to to besmirch the name of john carpenter in front of me and Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah john carpenter's run uh assault and precinct 13 i've been also i watched recently it was pretty badass halloween the fog escape from new york the thing christine starman big trouble little china prince of darkness they live all in a row from like 78 76 to, to like the 80s that run of movies they're not all amazing but mm-hmm. some of them are fucking horror classics they are some of the best work of that era and he had some amazing fucking properties in that time it's just crazy did he uh score everything that he worked on like did he do that for big trouble in little china i think for like everything yeah i don't know i don't remember it? his music yeah john carpenter and alan Har- howworth who i think he works with a lot i think he's done some of the Halloween stuff with him as well. Like I think he, he uh, stuff? primarily performs the triangle. Oh, like, okay, that makes sense. Try as Carpenter might, he's just like, I can't get the tone right. I just can't do it. <laughs> he can't. He most, mostly was synth- synthesizers, you know, so yeah. it's harder for he's him. He's like, yeah, I'm going to he... be over here playing Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, my um, God. You go ahead and record that triangle. How could you know? And, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's crazy because he did, you said 86 was Big Trouble. Yep. And then this movie prince of darkness 87 and mm-hmm. then 88 was they live yep so and how does he have the time to like do right. a full full-fledged like movie each year like that it's wild and like, like he's busy yeah to be, to have to like like he he's a writer he's like a producer a director uh he does the music like mm-hmm. that's a lot of fucking stuff to do that's crazy mm, something's going on Mm. Something's going on with this man. Uh, he's a god. So. <laughs> That's, okay. Mm-hmm. He's truly the prince of darkness. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. he's like it's all I ever wanted to be. And fell, fallen from the heavens was John <laughs> Carpenter. Yeah. Same initials as Jesus Christ, even. Um, I do have to say as well, though, I, I stopped myself at the end of the 80s because they live. He, he took a four year break after the 80, after that year. He did like three mm. in a row uh, right at the end, you know, and then he took a break. His his 1992 movie is one that I also grew up with and never knew was a John Carpenter movie. It's called Memoirs of, a, of an Invisible Man, and it's Chevy oh. Chase as an Invisible Man with Daryl Hannah, and it's like a comedy um, hmm. that I remember. A comedy drama is what it says online, but um, it's like you know like his his version of the Invisible Man type of story, or whatever. But Chevy Chase, so it's you know he plays it up, or whatever wildly different than the rest of Carpenter's films to me. I haven't seen this in decades. I'd be so curious. Um, after all these movies were, so many of these movies at least were on Shudder, I ended up watching Assault from Precinct 13. I'm in the middle of his Dark Star, which is like uh, a movie that was like 1974, co-written by the guy who ended up writing Alien. 
and did effects on Star Wars. And some of the influences from Dark Star on both of those movies is fucking wild. And I'm in the middle of that one. It's kind of cheesier because it's really, really low budget. But um, the stuff that, yeah, that he was involved in, um, I don't know. It's just crazy, his his filmography and stuff. So I've been trying to go back through it. Yeah, I remember hearing about this Dark Star. I think it was on one of those Shudder um, documentary series. It might have been, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, man, that sounds kind of cool. It's like a, is it like space vampires or something? It's, um, I haven't gotten that far into it, but yeah, I think there's, they're like in a, it's kind of like a, they're on a spaceship. There's like three guys or something like that. They're going through, uh, space doing whatever kind of jobs. It's kind of like an alien thing that they seem like, you know, oh, blue collar worker sort of things. Um, and I'm not sure what they end up actually meeting cause I haven't gotten anywhere, but it's just weird. Like the the effects the ship design some of the some of the things there's like a scene in this like all of a sudden one dude you just see a hand on a table and then a dude does that like knife trick go between the fingers and i'm like oh this is dan o'bannon is the guy that ended up writing alien i'm like oh they just like stole things from their own old movie like their own old (laughs) student film yeah and then put them into these amazing movies you know so that's what it was it was the uh the the making of alien yeah there you go yeah that's where it mentioned it yeah so they wrote this as like it's kind of like a comedy almost uh the way they play it out uh it's like a weird thing and being a few years like three years before star wars and like four years i guess before alien i think came in like 79 so they it was like so weird to see it like there there's been so many things in dark star that i've been floored by that they are are like it was influential on movies that i just never knew you know Mm -hmm. so yeah interesting it's pretty pretty cool and i've been trying to re i've been trying to go through like i've wanted for a while either on the podcast with you is like um like we did like marvel movies like the mcu like i've wanted to like pick a filmmaker that we really like and go through everything in a row and if we didn't do that, I've wanted to do that in my own time. But I found that like going in a row is like a really specific thing. I kind of wanted to jump around to the movies that like spark my interest at any given time. But John Carpenter is one of those. And I'm like, oh, there's been a bunch like I, I'm not huge into the fog. I'm really huge Halloween fan. Um, I loved Christine growing up. That's like the car one. It's the Stephen King movie where like it's like a mm-hmm. killer car. I love that movie growing up. I think that would be really cool. Starman is like a really dramatic uh alien movie um with jeff bridges in it that's like i grew up on as well that's really fucking cool but completely different than a lot of his other stuff and uh so there's so many things in his filmography that i really want to check out and like i'm like yeah i'm getting through them you know Mm -hmm. so i guess unlike the director series we can just start with like you know Zack snyder go through oh yeah all that shit we'll just like go back through um you know we could jump around but we definitely have to hit up that snyder cut yet again a couple, Very couple times. I think we should book and start it out that way and then end it that way as well, right? Yeah. And then, like, thirdly, we just have, like, uh, an episode, uh, you know, the various episodes we record, we have the Snyder Cut playing oh, that's like, a good in idea. the background. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it'll last as long as we could ever talk about all of the Absolutely. Yeah, 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 that's mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. That's smart. Yep, there's slow motion in this one. Again, it yeah. uh, looks great. Don't know what the story is. <laughs> Know what this character is? Okay, the Flash has lightning. Okay, well at least Flash he's cool. is problematic. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Man, what a train wreck that is. For for how bad the DCEU has been overall, 
with like yeah. maybe some high you know not high points maybe some good points here and there and i get there's like a lot of fans out there for it but and i i really liked the snyder cut actually way better than the original justice league you know and that mm-hmm. was interesting for me to admit but um yeah at the same time um he's made some weird choices and mm-hmm. it's not really sure about all of it well now it's to the point where you Whenever you say, um, hey, remember that cut of the Justice League that involved that problematic person? It's like, you could go either way at this point. Oh, yeah, that's part. Yeah. That's the benefit of the DCEU, yeah. people. Okay? You, b- people out there saying that Warner Brothers doesn't have their shit together. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Guy Fieri's going to get that shit into shape. You don't even know. <laughs> Flavor Town's coming to DC. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. the the three pillars of the DC universe, which is Metropolis, Gotham, Flavor Town. Oh my god, that I'm actually mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're so lost. It might help them. That's the thing. It's like you never I, that's know. what I was trying. My point, I kind of lost in the thread before was that the, the DCEU was never that great, and but man, what a fucking train wreck it has become. Wild. Like, it has just gotten yeah. worse and worse, mm-hmm. and it's and then it's like oh. Su- the Suicide Squad. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, we're back to this again, though. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. man. Yeah, just, just ever so briefly did they right. uh, They have it back there. What a um, wild ride. They, in the third Wonder Woman movie, she's going to show up. She's going to have, like, spiky blonde hair, sunglasses <laughs> on the back of her head. <laughs> she's just eating onion rings all the time. No explanation. <laughs> she's like, they look like my lasso. It's like, eh, well, I mean, I guess. I suppose you get a spiral cut on those. <laughs> but yeah, man. Damn. Yeah. So uh, I, anything else for you? Uh, I don't think so. I've, I feel like Fair I've enough. talked about everything I could possibly talk about. No I've talked bubbles? about pickles, bubbles. I've really kind of explored the entirety of pop culture at this point. What about bubble tea? You like bubble tea? You ever had uh, it? I don't know. What is bubble tea? Bubble tea, I don't drink it. Uh, this is going to be a great conversation. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. <laughs> bubble tea is like these little like popping bubbles at the bottom. Poppin and you have, you have a really thick, like a milkshake, what I would call a milkshake straw. Oh, yeah. And you oh, get the okay, big yeah. bubbles. You ever had one of those or know what it is? I, I have. I thought that was, is that uh, interchangeable with boba? Is that the same thing? Do we know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. When you said so that, soft. well, when, I, I when you I said this. that, a lot of the images, uh, it did say boba. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. It is boba. But then it said it, a lot of these do say bubble tea, and now I'm I really know. confused. Man, they need to pick a brand. Guys, have get going with on here. it, but boba bubbles. Man, if you don't have a what looks like a milkshake <laughs> with caviar floating at the bottom <laughs> know, of it, it's just not for me, man. Mm-hmm. Yummy tapioca like pearls. Yeah, yeah. T- <laughs> mm-hmm. That was <laughs> title. A, a beautiful girl's name. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps the, the episode title. <laughs> yeah we'll see yeah man uh, but yeah i i like that it's not too bad i, I like the little uh poppy bubbles yeah for the uh for the 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 uh, boba tea they squirt in your mouth oh yeah what's so the experience good. like for real i've never had it um it's uh like the the tapioca ones are kind of just like chewy or whatever mm. but then there are certain ones that it's like uh, a, a thin membrane filled right. with liquid of some sort and it's, it's just delightful sometimes my wife gets those mm-hmm. and i'm like do you want your little caviar things she's like no you can have it i'm like hell yeah dude so i just like oh my god yeah. i practically choked to death on these of course. things but it's exactly how i want to go that's totally fine you, you know? want to get yeah you want to start by bubbles you want to get out by bubbles that's right yeah <laughs> that's right. 
Death by Bubbles is is uh, my perfect way to go. That actually. sounds good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I did have fun with you today um, discussing all the bubbles that you mm. ingested um, throughout this experience. So I, I mm. never thought that that would be the theme when you texted me that there would be a theme going through this. Mm-hmm. I fucking never expected bubbles. I've been thinking about it for like a couple of months. I was like, I wonder if I could make this happen if, if i <laughs> yeah would this make sense and it was like i guess this week is the time to do it because there like sunday night i was like i'm gonna start this movie and let's see how many of these i can knock out by the right. time i was like i got all four of them so it really worked out you should feel good about that i do it's like the only thing i feel good about ever so oh, i've done it this excellent. is a, a high point for me yeah it's all it's all downhill <laughs> like hard of just course. like a hard plummet <laughs> but you might be saved by the bubble uh, one can hope absolutely yeah. so that i'll get absorbed good. by it at the very least i, I hope so man mm-hmm. um all right well as usual if you'd like to rate and reviews on your favorite podcast apps five stars is always appreciated if you'd like to tell your friends about us that'd be great as well thank you for hearing us we like to put out this crazy bullshit funny stuff sometimes and mm-hmm. uh anybody that listens to it is amazing to us so thank you for coming along the ride if you'd like to contact us for any reason um don't um but <laughs> there is some um, info in the show notes as usual you can find us on show shows show or, or whatever um that's, like- <laughs> that's how sean connery would read our We're only on the scottish socials yeah uh you can find us there and they uh, call me the spaniard <laughs> And uh, other than that, though, um, I think uh, we'll we'll cut it out there. So come next week. Like we said, we're not going to fully announce it right now, but hopefully we'll have once we actually recorded Mm. the episode, maybe we'll put out a little teaser or something so Mm. people can get ready for it. But just uh, it's it's Matrix adjacent. There you go. You know? Yeah. So uh, if people like those Matrix episodes, uh, it seemed like we had like a pretty good uh, listener base for those that that month. Yeah, I think so. Matrix. Um, then uh, yeah come back next week hopefully everything goes through as planned we don't have any more like crazy life events that uh, prevents us from uh, having the guest on but uh, but yeah it will be a uh, fun and uh, interesting conversation agreed man looking forward to it for a long time now super looking forward to having the conversation finally so Mm -hmm. that should be a lot of fun and then after that we'll see as well we're going to try to plan some more stuff coming up here obviously october's coming up so we'll get some horror stuff going on for sure and uh we'll see what happens in september as well so we have some some plans hopefully a little work out mm-hmm. there as well so yes oh Our, my god steven uh, that I new know. halloween movie is just around the corner oh my god Brent. have you seen that trailer we haven't talked about it i know we're trying I, to end the show but have you seen the trailer i don't remember i've been trying to stay away from a lot of trailers okay because i know i want to see it right so mm-hmm. i don't i can't place it right now i think i probably watched it once Okay, that's what I did. Uh, I was like, "That's that's enough." I just wanted to to get the hype in, right? And, right. Uh, and I did. That's like uh, that's yeah. all I need. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I I just like the last two so much. I've been having mm-hmm. such fun with this ride. I think they're knocking out of the park for me. So yeah, really looking forward to that. I can't believe it's been so long, and it should have ended like last year. And now we finally get to to see. So mm-hmm. that'd be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, good call. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, all right. That was a lot of fun. Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. You know what's what's so distracting about not being able to see you like as a moving <laughs> image is uh, it, it's just like this is your like personality whenever I'm like talking or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're just like, uh, I don't know. Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> yeah, I know. The look of that is kind of like, uh, I'm not really liking what you're saying here. Yeah, I know. It's like, he's, he's not even looking at me. And then I find myself looking at my phone for like notes or whatever. I'm like, well, now I'm not looking at him, but I can't yeah. like, like it, 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 it messes up the, the feedback or whatever. But I, I hope that didn't come across too much outside of the 19 times out. I mentioned it on the podcast. Right. But yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a good episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I started giggling. I, I counted like, down. I don't Something know. jump up and tickle your taint there? I, I guess. <laughs> I did I did buy a collection of garden gnomes that I put in my oh. office under under my desk here for recording. It's uh You like the pointy hats. I like the pointy hats and I'll be honest with you, they do not like what they see. Oh god. <laughs> no, they, they're not down for it, but they're powerless to do anything, you know? It's like um God, uh, fucking <laughs> Little Mermaid. I can't mm-hmm. remember her name now. I keep, I keep thinking. Ariel? No, Ursula. Ursula, yeah, Ursula yeah. has, like, mm-hmm. the little old, the old mermaid creatures that she eats, I think, eventually. But, like, she's taken the souls from. And it's oh, like, they yeah, don't want to they... be there. They've seen some shit they don't want to see, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Uh, that's how I imagine the garden gnomes for you. Those poor it's... unfortunate souls. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mention the Little Mermaid in the outtakes here because we're recording this part first but as people have already heard i've actually mentioned the little mermaid no fucking way in, in a different context Amazing. altogether and it's just like wow it's crazy that this is happening crazy can you believe it i can't because i didn't know that was coming and now we have this outtake and it's really fun for me so it's just like the audience is just like holy shit oh my god <laughs> the prophecy is true <laughs> <laughs> And like Steve to me, I, I'm like, it is. This is crazy. And they're, uh-huh. they're like, no, it's not that. I just listened to the episode. I heard them, and then you guys are talking about it. it's not even a big deal. Yeah, everything just happened in sequence, like it was supposed to. It's just I don't like know totally normal. Yeah, it's just really quite. I'm gonna stop listening to the show. <sighs> Listen, I, I thought about striding, and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I'd unsubscribe, but my grandchildren are away right now. Oh, oh, I told, I told you, Garden, <laughs> to call the fuck down. <laughs> Wow, they make a really gross sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a they scream. Were, that was they were they were trying to get frisky. Oh god, with okay. each other. Yeah, that's with any, the, anything oh. to take away the pain. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to do what mm-hmm. you got to do to get through the situation. Sometimes you got to go into a fugue state around my crotch, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, just. Hopefully, I'm best. just gonna leave that one. I'm just gonna leave that one. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> but uh, Stephen, I I <clears throat> wanted to to mention this. I, I was thinking about this recently. Uh, which are signatures, right? Like mm-hmm. how you sign your name, and we use that for verification of identity. Like that's right. the most secure way for someone oh, to yeah. like, verify you. It's like, how do you know it's him? Well, he wrote his own name. It has to be true, you know? <laughs> like I'm in an, in, uh, an industry where I have people sign a lot of documents mm-hmm. and whatnot, um, and it's on a little like electronic signature pad. and Even worse. Uh, people hate it, but mm-hmm. it's just like you did the same thing when you signed for your driver's license. Uh, at least it's going to be consistent with that. So right. there you go. You know, it's a one-to-one type situation. Um, but old people, let's talk about old people and signatures. Mm-hmm. They because I also have to sign documents for them as their sure. uh, their custodian or whatever, and. They see my signature, and it's just like pure slop, but it is mine, and it's consistent mm-hmm. across the board with how I normally sign things. But it's not every single letter. Like, they sign it. And uh, oh, yeah. sometimes you it can't bust, tell really what it my, says. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, good, I don't want you to read it. Right. <laughs> it's not for you, it's for me, you know? If somebody like uh, were to forge a check and you could read my name in the signature mm-hmm. line, telltale sign, right. it wasn't me, you know? Yeah. As Shakespearean Shaggy once said, it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't but I. I would listen to that song. Mm-hmm. Got me on the counter. It wasn't but I. <laughs> it's the same kind of hit. It would really have been as good, I think. Yeah. She caught me with the raven. It wasn't what I. She caught me with the raven. But like, what? How, what about you? How, how do you feel about this? I, I've never seen your signature. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, what, I, I hide mine. Yeah, I don't allow anybody yes. to see it. Yeah. Um, I feel like you. I feel especially like younger people. I always hated cursive in general, and like mm-hmm. you know, growing up, and I, I, I think. You, I don't know if we've ever actually talked about it, but our, our age group was still taught cursive. Like I was taught cursive, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was told for a while like certain teachers are like would require it and stuff. And like over time, like we had more computer lab classes than less cursive teaching classes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yeah, we barely. I it hurts my hand to even write anything down now. I use I use digital everything pretty much now. So whenever I write anything, it's just slop. But yeah, mine is my signature is essentially I I it's diagonal consistently diagonal in the same way to the right right and mine mm-hmm. is very a whole lot of just lines now with yeah. some specific you know crossing the t and the dot and the i sort of situation mm-hmm. but um i yeah my my dad's is like really cool and like very swoopy and stuff it, it feels very much more like something you could read it's still like kind of hard to read but you can still see like there's a name there mine is just like a whole bunch of like slanted squiggles together yeah mm-hmm. yeah not much That's you can really need. tell yeah, we're our generation needs to get shit done. You know, we don't have time but, for that. Yeah, right. Like, I guess honestly, we do have time for it. We just don't want to make time have, for it. <laughs> we're trying to save time. We got we don't we know got dumb shit to do. You know. <laughs> uh, this is also making me think, though. I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you. Uh, when I worked at Alamo Draft House years ago, we had a really shitty. We had a great boss who got fired mm-hmm. by by management, whatever, and everybody was mad about that. And they brought in a really shitty boss, like a frat bro. He, was, uh, he would right. literally get drunk on the job and like leave and stuff. It was crazy. And uh, he made us have a meeting one time and we had no, it's like a movie theater. We didn't have any like office. We had like a tiny, tiny office. We didn't have like meeting space. So he just set up a, a boardroom meeting like in the middle of the theater hallway one day, like in the morning. What? It was really fucking weird. And people were mm-hmm. like walking by us with their popcorn and stuff. And we were like having like a business meeting <laughs> in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. And so everybody was really mad. We all hated this guy. And we he made us like we were in trouble or whatever as a management team. So he made us sign this new document that like we would all work together as a team and stuff. And it went around. One guy totally refused to sign it at all. And they had like had it out afterwards. But it went through everybody else. And my friend Kayla at the time, uh, I looked at her signature as it got to me. And she had she had signed Squidward. <laughs> and just like totally she was like i'm not fucking signing or I'll, I'll sign this thing but i'm not signing my name or whatever uh-huh. and the more you looked at it it's like everybody but me essentially i think did some sort of you know something yeah uh, but hers hers was the best uh and i uh, yeah i was thinking about that though because i'm like he didn't even look at it mm-hmm. he was one of the olds wanted to sign oh, this sure. document she was like our age and didn't fucking care and literally mm-hmm. did not put her name you know so i like that that boldness I mean, as long as you put something on the paper, they're not really going to read it, read it, you know? It's he just certainly like, didn't. 
Yeah, exactly. Like one time when I was in, uh, I think it was in 11th grade, maybe a senior in one of my classes. I think it was like English or reading or something like that. I don't know what it was. But uh, we did not like our teacher that was in there. Mm -hmm. And she made us sign uh, a paper that was like that. She was like trying to reprimand us for being like too crazy. But we were not like that crazy, you know. We just like to like talk during her teaching. (laughs) (laughs) We just don't want to pay attention to you. Look, it's nothing against you. you. We just don't like or respect you. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know us like that, you know? Teachers, man. So she was having everyone like sign this form or whatever, and I signed mine Johnny Bravo, which is like, as someone who grew up poor and without cable, I only had like a tertiary knowledge (laughs) of this character. You'd heard of it. Yeah, he was real. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was like the 14th president of the United States. Yeah, yeah. That I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I turned that in, and I never said anything to me. There you go. She might right? have talked to Johnny Bravo. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. Yeah, it's not my fault. I got away scot free. Mm-hmm. Twasn't but I. I said. <laughs> I would have loved, especially knowing what I do know about you and like your like looking back at the pictures like Ross has posted of your or, or Rachel has posted of mm-hmm. your youth and knowing your your love of, you know, new metal and metal music and stuff or whatever. Oh, yeah. If you had had a phase in high school where you only spoke like Shakespeare and like fucking Ed Grell <laughs> Poe all the time. <laughs> like it was just a thing you went through for a while mm-hmm. and like you didn't know better and like, oh, man. I go to sit I down at my that. desk and I have to lay down a lace doily. <laughs> One of those like uh, uh, crow quill pins and like an ink oh, well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You're like the weirdo with a fucking real feather pin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Oi, teacher. I say, what shall today's lessons be? Yeah, just knowing you in particular, too, I think that would be fu- quite fantastic to have known mm-hmm. that that was, you know, because everybody had, like, growing up, you know, you try out different hats, I guess, try out different things, you meet new people, and you try out different ways to be, and, uh, you know, like, I tried to be a skater for a while, you know, it wasn't really for me, but I, I like, looking back at those pictures sometimes was funny, and uh, to think of you, like, like, slowly just turning into Shakespeare, <laughs> you know, over time, like, your dress and stuff, and then one day you just come back and you're just, like, full-on Hot Topic. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm wearing one Jinko leg, <laughs> just like underneath my armpits. You oh, know how yeah. like women wear a towel under underneath their arms when they get out of the shower. The, That's just oh me God. and one large Jinko leg. I wow, mm-hmm. I'm picturing this, and it's it's a good look for you. I think mm-hmm. somebody's like, "Who fucked up my Jinkos?" And I'm like, "Twasn't but I." I still have that. Sorry, I'm in the middle of a <laughs> transitioning. I'm, I'm going to, through a thing. Go, <laughs> I'm you trying know. new hats. You know, trying new yeah, things. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't know any insane clown posse lyrics, but um, oh, yeah. get at me later this week, you know, by Friday. I'm working I'll on it. it. Yeah, magnets, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we come up with a sync word. I All I think of is, Twas but I? Is that... <laughs> Twasn't, my dear boy. Twasn't but I? Is yes, that it? Yeah. We can do that. I? Okay, yeah. cool. And in, in your best Shakespearean shaggy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready? <clears throat> ready. All right. Twasn't but I on three to sink. One, two, three. Twasn't, twasn't but, but I. I. Oh. It wasn't me. 
Oh. Okay. I'm trying to think of more lyrics and simultaneously translate them into mm-hmm. this thing. Can't do it. By the way, we're recording mm-hmm. at a, a different time than we usually are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little tired for some reason today. Weekend was maybe a little tough, but uh, I'm sure people can fill in. It's great. It's just continue this joke people, in your own heads. People love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's just I put good a stuff. heart in the floorboard. Twasn't what I... <laughs> Wait, that's Edgar Allan Poe, isn't that's it? A, yeah, I've you, been fucking up this shit well, so bad. Well, you keep crossing with the over with the two of them. Yeah, you said the raven thing. <laughs> but but to yep. your, in your defense, uh-huh. you weren't paying attention in high school. Uh, no. We've already I talked about. So I barely pay attention now. And I don't know. It was Inola. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they taught you. Is that even a town? Right. L-P-A-L. <laughs> <laughs> 